Hello and welcome back to the Tizzy Wire podcast, episode three. We are back and we are live, ready to talk to you guys about the next step in our evolution, which for this episode was going to be something completely different. But I have a few interviews that are coming down the line. We're going to be recording next week. So we needed a little bit of a filler episode this run. So in the fact that I don't have a whole lot of other content ready for you guys yet, I thought maybe we could bring in some of our side projects that we're currently doing. I have my husband here to talk about it a little bit. And we'll get into that. And so, yeah, so... The first episode that we've got before interviews is going to be about da -da -da -da, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes, I said that right. Yep, it's Dungeons and Dragons, guys. I know that that doesn't sound like it's artistic or maybe even within the same realm of how this podcast is supposed to be. But actually, it does have a lot to do with it because we're both artistic people, my husband and I. And I'm not. You're not artistic at no. all. Wow. How about, how about we start with your name? My name is Charles. Charles. Uh, my name is Charles Davis. I am husband of Josephine Yolanda Carici. Thank you for saying uh, the full name on the air. Nobody knew it. Um, we were going to wait to interview me because we felt it was douchey to uh, have me be the first person you interviewed, but then... All these delays happened, and so uh, we're, we're interviewing me first, but we decided to uh, not talk about the film work and instead talk about D&D &D because uh, <laughs> it was still creative and you could get the filler uh, in it. We're going to talk about movies too, but... Not, not this time. Not this time. We're going to talk yeah. about Dungeons & Dragons because honestly, if we were really honest with ourselves, over the last six months, we've probably spent more work on Dungeons & Dragons than we have on the movies. Uh, Six months? I wouldn't say that. I haven't. I put you a, sure? I wrote two screenplays and storyboarded two movies and did pre-production on the new short Fair. film. I'm Why filming. does it feel like we've spent more time on Dungeons and Dragons? You've spent more time on Dungeons and Dragons than I than than with the films. Not to say I haven't spent. I've I, not to say I have spent an insignificant amount of done an insignificant <laughs> amount of time on D and D. But I I wouldn't say it's been mm -hmm. been less time or, or more time than the movies because I, I have done a lot you just haven't been involved because there wasn't really anything for you to do yet Fair. with the, with the production stuff because you normally help me um you help, you normally help with the movies after things have been written and once we're like kind of in pre-production and Maybe. design and filming and all that stuff so we're, we haven't gotten there yet but i've been working i've been working I know you've been working. I've also, 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 I uh, 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 did all these subtitles for Portal Man. Okay. And we will get into Portal Man and all of the other movies that Mr. Charles Davis has pulled together uh, over the last five years. Um, but for now. And also the radio plays, if you want, which plays, has been eight years. But that's fine. But we're going to be talking about. What are you uh, doing? I don't know. You keep messing No, I'm me. trying to like move it so no, it doesn't. it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I have okay. this all figured out. Okay. <laughs> We're having issues with our whole studio setup, which is still kind of a mess of worms and wires. And it's mildly uncoordinated at the moment. 
But anyway, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and so. Dragons. And I have my, my new book I got for my birthday that I accidentally... <laughs> Your birthday. Um, my birthday is not until July 19th, but um, I opened a secret box I wasn't supposed to open on accident, thinking it was just like cat food or something uh, that came in the mail, and it had my birthday presents in it. So I have my, uh, my new books that my loving wife... Josephine Yolanda Carici. Because of, we like to foster creative thought in this household. Yes. So I have my Volo's Guide to Monsters. <laughs> and then I also got Xanathar's Guide to Everything. All right. And right now I'm reading about Mind Flares. And I can tell you all about... <laughs> this is not a book report that we're talking about. We want I'm gonna to talk tell about you Dungeons and Dragons. All about Eulithurids. Eulith no, we're going to talk about <laughs> the creative process of and how Dungeons and Dragons fits into the scheme of things because yep. what I found I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before first of all and I also want to note that Mr. Charles Davis over here has never played Dungeons and Dragons mm. before until he decided hey I won't really want to play this nobody wants to play with me I guess I'm going to just be my own DM and mm -hmm. see who wants to play yep and that took a lot of research time and energy and creative thought to build yes. out that first initial game, right? Yes, and still does. I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of energy, well, yeah, yes, and it still does because it was not only did I have to, having never even really played before and sort of just being like, I want to try this, you basically have, you, I have no frame of reference. I have no, like, mentor to teach me, so I'm relying on reading the books, buying the three main books at first with the player's handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Monster Manual, and then watching lots of videos on YouTube of basically how other people play games and then just trying to get people organized. Because like you said, there's a lot of people who are interested in playing. No one was actually interested in running a game. So um, am I talking too loud? No, you're doing just oh, fine. Okay. Just making sure we're still recording. Oh, yeah, we are. I can see it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and so and then on top of that, I mean, where the creative process comes in is you have to then like make up a story. Right. I mean, you can, if you're playing D&D, &D, you can buy pre-made adventures. Um, but for me, the, the joy, and I mean, I guess this is where we talk about the creative stuff, which is, as you're nodding, what you want me to talk about. Um, the joy of it was the ability to kind of write your own stories and come up with your own um, characters and come up with your own like worlds and all that stuff and being able to um, uh, uh, express that in, in a game. But it's very different from writing a, a standard kind of, I guess you call it passive story because this is it's a game right it's very um engaging it's not it's not a passive experience the players are are mucking about in everything you do and you kind of write based around that and also the thing that's been interesting is that it's been a lot of improv like it's a huge 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 amount of improv which is something that's kind of new for me because i haven't really done that much before um whether it's improving like characters and that you don't like pre-write out what people say you just kind of come up with a character outline and then you 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 make it up uh, or like things that happen in the world or as the adventure goes on. So that's all been um, definitely very different for me uh, uh, and not anything I'd experienced before in a very different way. It's been very, um, it's been very satisfying uh, from a creative standpoint, actually, which is, which has been interesting. Yeah. Um, Cause it's yeah. kind of like bringing, it's, it's, you're writing a story and you're watching it come to life mm -hmm. and have a life of its own Yes. in the moment. Yep. You have a framework, but then you watch the story evolve in life, in real time. Yep. And people get to bring all of the different individuals that are playing, bring their own sense of humor, bring their own characters, bring their own ideas of their characters into play, which you yep. have to then react to. Exactly. And it's sort of, I mean, you're, you're sort of trying to write a story around um, living 
people who change who are constantly changing all the time so it's like very organic and constantly on the fly and constantly changing right because i can say well this character says this and then josie's who who has written her own character you have to cooperate with her because she decides she wants to do this or that right and then you have to change what the character says or what the character does or things like that and it's very well it's like you said it's improv but it's like very dynamic and it's um what you know when you're making movies or, or, or writing books or even painting a picture or whatever it's not dynamic it's all passive right it's just whatever i want I, I write and then i make it and there it is right your cooperation comes kind of in the creative process in terms of okay actor i want you to deliver a line this way or that way and they'll argue with you or they will want to change something you can kind of have that like it's a little bit dynamic like that a little bit but um it not D is like on a whole nother level i mean i know people talk about like live theater about how it's so much more like alive and stuff than film because the audience is interacting with the audience i'm kind of like people like that should be playing D because if you want dynamic experience it's like that's what this is it's like then i it's like dynamic creativity which for me is in <clears throat> well like i said it's just it's been completely new i it, like it took me a while to wrap my head around it but yeah. I'm, I'm very into it now yeah, and I think that actually it's not all that different from filmmaking because, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities because when you're on set and you will be working with actors and actresses, um, they will bring some of their own ideas into play, and you might have to react to them. Or sometimes the circumstances aren't something you can control, like the mm -hmm. weather, or maybe there's too many people on location that you're at and you're filming in a public place, mm -hmm. and you kind of have to work around other people. Or maybe it's just the lighting isn't what you wanted yeah. to be that day and you have to adjust. And maybe you're in a new location. You're like, how about we film a shot right here yep. and come up with something brand new? And sometimes those shots are some of the best shots that yeah. you have. I still feel it's quite a lot because it's true. But at the same time, the story is mostly going to follow the story, right? More or less. You're still, even like things get tweaked here and there. More or less, you're following the same story that you had in the script, right? Yeah. With with D and D, it's like the story can completely change. You can completely one eighty eight. It can go completely in directions you never even thought of before, and you have to like you know scramble the next time to rewrite like yeah. what the next game was going to be and stuff like that, or even just the one game you're playing, like the direction of it, completely. And that's what people like is is that like it can completely change on the fly. And that like I said, this is where like the improv aspect of it comes in. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, I think I want to talk quickly if. if there are people out there that have not played Dungeons and Dragons yeah. at all, like us, for instance, who are kind of curious about it. I've seen it's getting a lot more popular yes. over the last year or so. So just to give a little bit of background about what D&D is, unless you don't know anything about it or you're just curious about it, um, it's basically a live action role play game it with is, structure. It is a tabletop role playing game. Yes. Live action role playing games are something different. Well, I guess. All right. So it's not <laughs> live action, but you are live yes. and you are taking some form of action, even if it's just rolling dice. Yes. But essentially, you are creating a story within a framework of structured rules and the rolling of the dice basically allows you to know whether or not you were successful in any action that you want to take. It's is that make, a good summary? It's make-believe with rules. You're playing make-believe with rules is the way I think of it. It's very complicated rules. Yeah, very complicated <laughs> rules. Yeah, yeah. So Josie knows this because Josie's right now trying. She's in. She's a dungeon master in training, I guess you would say. You're trying to learn how to be a dungeon master yourself. Yes. You're in the middle of that. It's um, very hard. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a shocking amount of rules. Um, but, um, I mean, the good thing, though, is that everyone's very, like, nobody knows all the rules. Like, literally, there's maybe, like, three people on the planet who know all the rules, and those are the guys who, like, actually made the game. Um, uh, outside of that, most people don't know all the rules, so you're allowed to be a bit lax with it, so you have to... 
you don't yeah. have to panic too much. But anyway, back, back to your saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people call it um, cooperative storytelling, which is true. You know, I think to me, I kind of like the idea of it just being like make believe, uh, but with rules. It's sort of like you know, like you know, when you're a kid putting underwear on your head and pretending like you're a superhero or whatever, right, with your other friends and fighting invisible monsters. It's like it's basically like the same same type of feeling, except there's there's a set of rules to it, and they, they kind of turn playing make believe into a game. The best way is, I feel, for me, is a more accurate way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, you, it's kind of like a video game, and that you get kind to of. pick certain characters, you get to pick their stats yep. within a certain framework and allowance. How, however, you want to, your DM wants to allow you to do it, and then you create your backstory, and that's kind of the fun part for me is the backstory. And I think that that's where I started to realize, like, I was really interested in the world building because I was stepping on his toes a little bit, getting too excited yes. about the world building. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. And I didn't you, even realize you kept it. you kept changing the rules. So you know how like in that um, you know how like in that South Park episode where they dress up like ninjas and they're like Cartman's like I have this power, then I have this power, and then I have this power. They're like Cartman, you can't keep creating up powers. <laughs> that was sort of you. <laughs> you were like I do this and I can do this. Oh, and then this happened to me, and then this happened to me, and then I know this person. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> well, yes, I got a little carried away, but it was it was all in the spirit of the game. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you held me back. And and then it just gave me ideas for my we, own game that I might want to do later. Yeah, we have one person in our game that plays too that sort of does the same thing as well. Where they're <laughs> kind of like, I throw a flaming sword at them. And I'm like, you don't have a sword. <laughs> like, well, why not? <laughs> because you don't have one. Well, I have one now and I put it on fire. And I throw it. Like, you, you can't just do that. <laughs> well, it's exciting. But yeah. that's why there's structure in it. Because otherwise yeah. it could turn into blood and chaos if yes. you aren't careful. And it often does, regardless even if you are careful. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it's a great exercise because for me, I have not done any form of acting in years. Not since we did the radio plays, to be honest. Because um, yeah. I don't re generally act in your movies when you do them. No, not really. You're going to be Especially acting. You, you're going to have a role in the one we're making next summer. Right. Um, yeah, and, and FYI, for people who don't know, I used to run a podcast called Sci-Fi Radio Theater, where I made radio plays, and that's what Josie's referencing with yes. the radio dramas. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, but most of the time you've been, you haven't really had Especially any roles. You've, you've been the camera person behind the scenes, helping mm -hmm. me produce stuff. And I really, yeah. you know, I never really believed in myself very much as, a, as an actress, mostly, because I would get so self-conscious and so, like... I don't know, in my head about it, especially if there were lines, because I'm a little dyslexic. I tend to, if I'm under pressure and I'm reading, I start reading like weird words that aren't actually on the page or they read them backwards or I read the middle of the page before the beginning of the page and then I get all flustered and messed up. So I never really felt confident as somebody who's an actor, but doing the improv stuff really kind of stretched, I think, some of my skills, especially in this game. Um, because this game has been so much fun being able to create my own character yeah. and really play that up and have to improv as other people hate me because I'm a very annoying character in the game. <laughs> yes, you're a um, a New Jersey psychic. Yes, a false psychic. False, false uh, phony baloney. Phony. Charlatan. Charlatan, If yes. you will. Uh, I and, have a New Jersey um, accent, which yes. I had to spend watching... A lot of episodes of The Sopranos. Even though I live here in New Jersey, I had to like watch a lot of episodes of The Sopranos even yeah. so to get that right. <laughs> Our daughter is the only one in the household with a Jersey accent because she grew up here. That is the craziest thing. <laughs> the fact that she has a New Jersey accent, neither of us have one. But the fact that she's at daycare all day, mm -hmm. and I'm convinced that this is going to stick. Yep. 
And if she ever wants to become an actress, someday, to lose it. she's going to have to fight that. And it's totally not going to be your fault. I'm not going to know how to help her with that. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But back to Dungeons and Dragons. So the creativity of it, though. What do you find? So, like, you're talking about, like, artistic and, and scratching that artistic itch. Mm-hmm. For you, I mean, I kind of talked a little bit about, for me, as a, on the, the guy who runs the game. Mm-hmm aspect of things how it, it does definitely scratch an itch just but it's it's a different type of itch from telling like a direct interpretive narrative focus thing for me it's it's much more about it's much more playful it's much mm-hmm. more fluid it's much more it's like a challenge mm-hmm. but it's like a creative challenge that's what's interesting in it for me for you as a player what do you do you feel you get anything artistic out of it well yeah i think the world building for me and i think every player has something else that they like some people really like the fighting and the strategy and the and the more statistical components of it um or the puzzle playing aspect Mm -hmm. of it where you're trying to work out how to open up a lock and there might be a hunt that you have to find to find the key and the key might have a trap within it that you have to work out there's all sorts of different things like that that can happen um for me i really love the world building because i guess that's kind of the way i am i when I get into something, I kind of need to know the context and the history and the backstory and the motivations and all of that stuff. So what might take some people like five minutes to do and get going, I always take like four weeks <laughs> to, yes. to fully understand every angle. So everything has, that I do has to be much harder for some reason because that's just how I like to make things. I like to make things hard on myself. But the other component of this, besides just my creative Thing that I get out of it and what you get out of it. The interesting thing I, I found about our D&D ventures was that we came into it never playing the game. Yes. We never played the game and we just decided There's about to, to be a big noise that happens on this recording. Oh. I'm going to move that noise. <laughs> let's, have, yeah, let's let that oh, play. It's just, and then... the, uh, it's just the outro music. Oh. That's okay. Did we talk too long? Nope. We are doing just fine. But don't worry about it. Okay. I'm just going to mute that. There we go. There we go. No worries about okay. that. Anyway, um, the interesting thing that I found about it was the fact that we had never done it before. And when we never did it before, it's like, how do you get started? Something sounds so big and you, you had to read all of the books. You had to design the game. You were playing with people who had also never played the game before. And you had to guide us through all of that. Yes. on top of building the backstory and all of us had our own backstories and you had to integrate those all together to create a final story and then in the moment in that stressful moment create a very satisfying experience for everybody without getting really too flustered and freaking out when we're doing things off the wall and yeah. i think it's 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 really a good example of starting something you've never done before and ending up on the other side with something that you can walk away from that is an artistic completion of some kind you know mm-hmm. and it's ongoing it's it's a it's something that every time we meet is a, is a new chapter it's kind of similar to theater in a lot of ways like you're creating a production and you execute on that production yep. and then the next week you have another production yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it's similar, except you have to keep rewriting the play every week, right? basically. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, no, it is. It's um, it's just very. I think I'm getting too loud because I'm seeing the, the light the go thing. red. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll try to be quieter. Um, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's um, I mean, as the more you play, the more I'm kind of finding is that the key is is 
it sound when you phrase it the way you phrase it, you make it sound more stressful than it actually is. It's about getting good at improv because I've discovered you can't you can. It's a bad idea to overwrite a game. You kind of just need a basic scenario, and you know you'll sketch out like puzzles and like maps and things like that. But then you have just like the basic step by step scenarios, and the rest of it you kind of just need to let the players guide you to how how it's going. And I'm still I'm not very good at this yet. I'm still like getting better at it because I've only you know we're still like so brand new at it but um uh a lot of this isn't just me doing it it's you guys doing it and me just kind of telling you when to roll based on what your reactions are yeah so a lot of it is really letting the players guide you more than than I think it is like trying to think out every possible scenario and every little bit of everything see I think that'll be my problem when I go into DMing because I kind of am that way and I'm also a little bit more introverted in that you I think that you're you're naturally a little bit more of an an in-the-moment kind of person, Mm. whereas I tend to plan everything out and plan out every little scenario, and I have to think about all of that, and I have to add four weeks to any project that Mm. I do. So I'm I'm curious how it'll all unfold when I eventually do DM a game, which will probably be a year from now. Probably. No, it gotta be it gotta be sooner than that. I don't know. Gotta be sooner than that. With all of the other things that I'm doing, um. With all the other things that I'm trying to get done, yes. I kind of have to learn to prioritize my time, which is a whole oh, other God. separate episode of this podcast, personally, with the, how thin that I'm spreading myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the main thing I wanted to do with this podcast is to just talk about mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons and the fact that we do add that into our lives with yep. everything else we're doing. And, and it's creative play. I mean, you're talking about creativity and artistic artistic and stuff like that it's it's very much creative play which i think is like it's sort of like you know this isn't something that you're gonna like you know unless you're recording and putting out out into the world like like a twitch stream or something most of the time it's not going to be something you're like 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 you take uh in the same way you would take like making a movie or drawing a picture or something or making some artwork that you go out to the world with it's 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 about being um playful we're still recording we're still recording Uh, yeah is it yeah okay just gone off the screen yeah that'll happen to you there you go um but um yeah sorry we're looking, anyway, sorry. We're, we're looking at things <laughs> we're, we're looking at the screen we're, yeah sure <laughs> making sure recording. we're still recording <laughs> but um what was i gonna say um the um it's creative play as i'll talk about it's creative play which i think is part of the aspect of it is just being able to be i mean the point of this podcast you said is like how do you be more creative when you have like a normal job <laughs> and a normal right. life and it's not your career and i think this is a part of it because it is sort of it, it kind of adds that sort of pure fun aspect to it the point of this is just to be fun it's not supposed to be like you're putting out into the world and becoming prestigious or, or whatever even though you can do that too but the point is is having fun and i think that's a very satisfying fun thing to do because it's sort of low stress right mm-hmm. it's sort of the point isn't to be stressed out the point is it to be for it to be enjoyable it's you know and it's it's an exercise it's a brain exercise and i think that for creative people you know we get so caught up in delivering a product sometimes that the imagination really needs to be brought you needs to come back to that imagination yeah. that vision and that and that sense of playfulness because that's where everything gets started especially when you've been working on a movie yes. for months yes. and you are ready to tear your hair out yes that's come- very stressful <laughs> <laughs> you know you yeah. come back to it and you have to remember why you're doing it 
and that this isn't like the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> when you're missing a scene or something cut out or the audio didn't work yeah. or something, it's like D&D kind of brings that, that joyfulness to it and keeps, it, keeps you alive, keeps you that feeling of creation going. At least yeah. it's been doing that for me and it's kind of helped. And that's a good word for it, creation, because it does feel like you're creating something. Yeah. All to, all the, it's collaborative. It's very collaborative. It's very, you know, co-op, you know, cooperative. Yeah. And it does feel like you're making something. You yeah. Know? Like people in Minecraft must feel like when they're like building a little like, you know, castle or something. It's a satisfying feeling. Yes. And you're working with other people and at the same time and you get to create something together, which, you know, how often do you get to do that without killing each other? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, most importantly, now that we're talking about this, mm. what are you working on now in Dungeons and Dragons? Now we got to talk about like the creative, because oh. you're in the middle of a creative process right now. Oh. Because we're going to be running another second game, second campaign, and you're making a character. Yes, I am. So you should talk about your character. Well, it's been very hard. And I'm going to sound like a complete idiot because the first character that I created was a thief character with, well, if any of my friends are listening to this, they might have some spoilers for our current D&D game, but has no magic ability. So I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. I had no idea that once you get into magic abilities, it was going to get so much more complicated. Um, so, of course, I chose a cleric as my character, which is incredibly complicated because I hadn't even finished the books yet. So now I'm sort of creating this character as I'm reading the books, trying to figure out the gods and the gods' relationship with the character and how that'll influence them and all of the spells that they get to know and the fact that they have to be a part of specific... What do they call them? Like, specific... Domains. Groups, domains. But not only that, like, I'm also going to be, like, an artisan or and a, and a dwarf, actually. And, and a man. And a man. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a man. Because I needed to change it up from my, like, New Jersey, you know, showgirl aspect. Um, so I wanted to do that and do something completely different. And I'm just realizing this is taking me weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And I thought that I had yeah, like it's a taken... week to figure this out. Normally it takes like an hour or so. You've been working on this for like two weeks. Because I have to make everything hard. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, well, if I'm choosing this domain, yes. then it changes my entire backstory. And now I have to think about all of the different aspects yeah, exactly. of the knowledge domain and figure out how that relates to the god that I'm going to choose and exactly who the god's going to be and how my relationship with that god's going to be. Because I can't just be a priest because that's lame. I have to be like something a little bit more off the cuff which takes weeks for me to figure out and adds stress as we're getting close to the game day and i don't have everything figured out <laughs> yeah so yeah that's accurate yeah. yes but I, I it's just there's so much what? that's the fun of it is just figuring it all out but then i add too much to it yeah people <laughs> love character creation fyi that's like one of the people's favorite parts is actually making their characters it's so much fun yeah. like i'm having so much fun playing the pulling this together i just don't know if i'm going to be able to pull it off once we get into game day and i don't even know who we're going to be playing yet you're just adding these these games together and pulling together these different games on the off chance that we can pull together the right group to play them with yes yeah it's like that's, an arsenal that's one thing that's been been obnoxious for me because i want to play more but we, we we've been scheduling our current group our, our, we really have only one game going on and our main game we're lucky if we can get people together like once every two months to play. 
yeah. for like three out two to three hours well, we're all working professional yeah. people with like day crazy jobs, schedules and we live in different cities yeah. and it's like how do you make this work you can do skype but there's something beautiful about being in the same in person room together yeah and we have a whole thing i have a whole setup we do in person where we have like candles and i have music and i have so awesome and i have like you know like music that comes on when the fight scene happens and music sound. you know if you're in a dungeon there's different music there's different music for that and then i have um this app called uh sirenscape which like gives like environment effects so like if you're in a city you'll hear like you know city sounds of like people walking around and talking and stuff <laughs> and like you know like or like you're in a forest you hear forest sounds so i'll have right. all that playing and then i have like props i give people so we do a whole production of it it's very it is very theatrical it's very theatrical yeah but um and i've actually been like making like using some of my jewelry making stuff that i've been doing like, yeah as like, you like have. I can make props. Yeah. This would be fun. I yeah. do. <laughs> you do. You totally have props that you make for me. Um, and uh, well, anyway, so we, we just because everyone's schedules are so nuts. Um, particularly two of the um, or one of the people we work with works weekends. Um, and so that's like make it make things tricky too. But but we find ways to make it work. Like we yeah. always seem to manage to get everybody together, even yes. if it takes months. We get it to to happen. And I think that I'm going to start to kind of bring this back down and wrap this wrap up this episode because I know we're going a little bit long, but I wanted to just... How long do your episodes normally last? Um, They're about 20 minutes. Oh, really? minutes. Yeah. So okay. we're doing pretty good right I, now. I thought you normally went for an hour. Well, I wanted that flexibility for the future, especially doing interviews. Ah. But since this is kind of like our pre-interview. I have more to say. Excuse you me. You have more to say. Well, I was just going to say. I'll open I, it up. I want to play more, but uh, our group, so it's hard to schedule that we're, I'm going to have a second game going, and we're trying to get a second group of people going, so we have a second game going at the same time. So, so this I can is play a call more. to arms. This is him begging yes. the audience of everyone out there. Hello. We have games to play. We yeah. have a DM who is willing, and we yes. have a tabletop ready to play several pulled together games well i have two players so far uh-huh. i got you and i got dave all right so we're need, recruiting how I many need, more do we need i need two more at two least more i'd like two more at least all right you heard him more players if you want to play dungeons and dragons and this has been your your dream yes to fire you up your improv career or maybe your twitch stream for the future yeah i want to i want to get a group that this twitches together i want to get a group that like i want to do i want to do that that's something i really want to do like get, epic do like a, a the Twitch streams. The thing the thing with our main group is that I can't do that at all because our main group is very offensive. Just does not hold their tongue about anything, <laughs> and it's not appropriate to be putting on on Twitch about yeah, fair, their very, gallows humor. There are fair, very few places, safe places to really fully express the full nature of your sense of humor. How gross you can get! <laughs> you know? It's a beautiful thing. I yeah. think it's what makes it very special. I mean, something you can't get from Twitch, I'm sure. You yeah, know, than just from a safe room where so, you can just be ridiculous. I, I need some. I need some. Uh, polite i need some more polite people to play. <laughs> some teachers some teachers yeah. um and uh yeah well actually i guess um is there anything else you need to cover god you're the dungeon master i am you the dungeon the master here. let's play let's moment. play a bit of D D right now but you're gonna dm it i'm gonna be the player uh, uh, right now uh, yeah. right now go no. go i'm a like, first level I'm human i'm a first level human fighter okay. and i'm walking through a forest you're go. walking through a forest it's a dark, eerie forest, okay. and the mist is rolling in. It's about getting close to dusk, mm-hmm. and you're hearing the you're hearing the owls in the background, mm-hmm. and you hear a rustling in the leaves ahead of you. Okay, 
I'd like to do a perception check to see if okay, I can. He's bringing out the dice people. If I can see what's making the rustling. All right. Perception check. Roll that dice. I got a 14. My perception will say is a plus two, so 16. Okay, so so you get it. Mm-hmm. So what was your, were you perceiving? Uh, what, what, you do I, can I see which bush it is, or if there's anything behind the bush? Okay, so you see the bush ahead of you, and you think you see a glimmer of shining light behind it. Something shining, of like, shining light, like like it was reflective, like the moon shining on something. Maybe can I metallic? Maybe metallic. Can I can I see? Can I make out what it is? Can I like um? Have I seen it before? Have, can I determine what kind of light it is? Is it something that's familiar to me? Mm. Uh, that's an insight check. That's an insight, that's check. An insight yeah, check. Yeah, that's an yep. insight check. Yes. Okay. I was going to say. Uh, that's a bad. I got three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plus, we'll so, say. Well, we'll just say I'm plus two. You, for most you of these, have so. not seen Five. this before. You're okay. not entirely sure what this is. Okay. Um, is there any noises or anything I'm hearing from the light? Uh, you might hear a little bit of breathing like it was an animal breathing oh okay oh i see um hmm is there anything so i'm in a forest um are there any trees or anything i can hide behind Mm. Uh, are there any trees what's the check for that that would be well i mean there are trees obviously but i'd like to yeah i mean uh, how well you've hidden so that would be a uh uh hide action which i believe would be a dexterity check yeah oh no it's a stealth excuse me it's a stealth 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 yeah Yeah. it's a stealth check there are trees but whether or not you're successful you have to roll yes i have to roll to see if i can hide from whatever it is oh 13 plus we'll say my stealth is zero so we'll say i'm just making this up okay 13 i think that you could probably you could win with that okay so uh all right i'm gonna go behind the hide tree now um is there a rock or anything nearby i can pick up to throw at the bush Mm. uh is that perception again um yeah if i want to look for a rock yeah yeah i mean now now we'll think with perception if it's like something really simple like like if you you look down you see a rock basically they say if it is a roll that would um be less less than a five got it that you need to get like you know five is the what you'd have to roll they say you mm-hmm. just let them do it because it's so easy so something yeah, yeah, like yeah. really obvious like if there's you just look there's a rock on the ground or something like okay. that yeah so well i'll roll anyway but uh uh-huh. 18 so <laughs> so yes <you laughs> yes i find a rock, rock. you okay. find the rock and uh i want to throw the rock at the bush and then kind of duck behind closer to the mic there oh i, I want to throw the rock at the bush and then kind of duck behind and see what happens okay so you got to do a, what is that a dexterity that would probably be an athletics athletics check yeah all right so 13, we'll say my athletics is 2, plus okay, 2, 15. Okay, so then you throw the rock, and your goal was to throw the rock and to hit the... We'll just throw it into the bush towards the, the light bush. and see what okay. happens. All right. You throw you throw the rock into the light. You hear it hit something. Like, okay. it, hit, like it hits a creature. And out steps a unicorn. <gasps> a unicorn. unicorn. I can't remember if unicorns are dangerous or not. I know. I didn't think about this either. I'm totally going this up mm. the time, and I've not read the monster manual yet. So mm. you have just hang on, hang on. Yeah. I got this on this unicorn. Um, right. a unicorn. What is my mission? Your mission. Then I'm. Why am so I in the woods? You're on the spot here. <laughs> am I traveling to somewhere? You're traveling somewhere. You are. Tra- you are on a mission to. Um. Find a secret garden 
that has a particular key that you're looking for. Mm. So the unicorn, is it? Lo- what's it doing? Is it, can I see it? Is it looking around? It is looking around because it can't see you. Your stealth okay. has been good, so you're hiding okay. really well. So he's looking around, and it looks a bit agitated after being hit with a rock, as it naturally would be. I want to try doing a performance, see if I can throw my voice and call mm. out to it mm. while staying hidden. Mm. Like, are, be like, are you a friend? Can you talk to animals? Uh, I do. Actually, I think unicorns can speak. Oh, can they speak? I think because they're magical. I think. Interesting. I think. Okay. I think. All right. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I can't speak with animals, but, so no. Okay. So but you know, it's your call as the DM if, if they can or can't. Or I'm understand. going to say that you can. Okay. Just to keep this propelling. Okay. All right. So I cast speak with animals, and I, I'm assuming I have a magic for some reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as a fighter. And then I extend one of my two spells, first level spell slots, and then I'll, I'll call out to them. Okay. And I'll throw my voice. I'm going to do a performance check to see okay. if I can throw my voice. And I got 17 so plus, uh, but minus one. Uh, so a 16. So it's a, so you cast so you cast that so you've reached out you've asked it if it is a friend or not yeah and it says I wasn't looking for any trouble but I do not very much like being hit with a rock <laughs> <laughs> can I say can I ask it if uh, if I come out you're gonna hit me you're gonna attack mm-hmm. me if I come out you can ask that okay okay no I will not hit you as long as you do not hit me. Do I trust this person? Can I do an insight check to see if I trust? You can do an insight check. Yeah. So a one. A one. One. Natural one. So you don't know. I have no idea. You don't know if I'm telling the truth. All right. Um. So it's up to you if you want to risk it. All right. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk out slowly with my arms up. Mm-hmm. Showing. Showing. No harm. No harm. No harm. Okay. All right, you see that the unicorn has, has, has its head bent low with its horn facing mm-hmm. forward, is pawing at the ground a little bit, eyeing at, eyeing at you suspiciously, not mm-hmm. quite sure what to make of you. And can I ask, you, what, can I say can ask it a question now. What's your name? What's your name? Uh, my name is Reinthor. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Cat Mando. Cat Mando! <laughs> hey, that was my g- <laughs> That was that was the name of my character in our trial game. Yeah, who's a cat? The cat man. Yes, the cat man. Cat man. <laughs> I love the name. I, I thought so it was much. very clever, but I didn't really know what I, I was doing, and I did not so play much. it very well. And I, I was love hoping to reveal so the name, but never actually did. Yeah, I love the name so much, though. Cat Mando. Anyway. Okay, so. Are we doing this whole thing? Because right now we're at like thirty-eight minutes. We well, said I have an hour. I guess you do have an hour. <laughs> Gonna, do you I, want me to stop? I want to. I want to add some flavor to this without okay. it being a full. Uh, I, what, what, uh, well, we have to finish this quickly then. Okay, so let's wrap this up. I am looking for a magical garden and a secret key to get to this magical garden. Uh, I am here with good intentions. Mm. I'm sorry I threw the rock at you. Mm-hmm. Can you? Will you be willing to help me? And that would be a persuasion check. Persuasion check. check. 17 plus 17. Okay. 2. So right. 18. Or 19, excuse me. So the unicorn, or Reinthor, Reinthor. looks at you a little bit more like accepting with more of an acceptance than like it has an idea. If you could mm-hmm. if you could perceive that in a unicorn's face, it looks like it has a it's being very thoughtful. And he says, Well actually, I know where this garden is. 
and but I could definitely use some help with something. If you help me with something, then I will lead you to where this garden is, where the key is at. Where do you need help? What do you need help with? I have a uh, I have a thorn that's been stuck in my heel, mm. my hoof, for days, and I could use some medical treatment on that that I'm not okay. able to do. I would be happy to remove the thorn from your hoof. Mm-hmm. So I go up and I'll do a medicine. This would be a medicine check. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and we'll say I have a plus one, so a 12. A 12. All right. It's kind of, normally these checks are like 10. It's like the, it's like the point. So the way they go in the Dungeon Master's Guide, they tell you is that, and I have found this completely mm-hmm. not necessarily true, but they say typically it goes that a 10 is easy. A 15 is medium, a 20 is hard. Uh-huh. So if it's an easy task, it's a 10. Got if it. it's, a dif- it's a medium difficulty task, it's a 15. Now, this being stated, when you're low level and you're getting like, like yeah. you're super low levels and all your rolls are really low, I found that's like not true. And I'll typically, if it's like low level, I'll be like over a 10 succeeds in some way. Uh-huh. So like yeah. you might not get it all like all the way, but you get some progress, yeah. you know, and maybe you have to roll again to get more progress, right? Because, sure. but, but um, yeah, so that's kind of more, I, I do a little more that way, but typically, okay. stereotypically speaking, they say 10 is easy, 15 is medium, uh, 20 is hard. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yes, you you do manage to get the thorn out, and okay. uh, and the unicorn is incredibly grateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God, that's been bothering me for days. Can we make out? Is beasti- Is there a bestiality <laughs> check? On that there? would be uh, animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> animal handling, quote unquote. Um, so next phase. Next phase. Yes, yes, I will take you to the garden. Mm. And you guys pass through the bushes, and you find out that actually the garden was just on the other side oh. of the bushes. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm glad that I made the unicorn buddy, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reinhorn. Yes, especially after doing more damage to his head. Yeah. Yes. So that's oh, he's got a bruise? Yes. Oh. Yes. Did I have a health potion I can give him? Oh, you can... What, what's the check for... Well, there wasn't. It's a health yeah. potion. It's a health potion. Give him a health. Okay, I'll give him a health potion. Say, oh. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. Sorry, In fact, buddy. For that... I will help lead you exactly to where the key is because I'm okay. actually the guardian of the oh. key. Oh. Wow. Yes. Okay. There you go. I will go with you. Okay. So then he takes you to a chest, and then that's where you find the key. And that is how we close the session. Okay. Even though there's not – this is more of a sampling. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, all right. So there we just played Dungeons and Dragons. I'm in your moment of testing me in my yeah. – Oh, you know, wait, a fight studies. breaks out. Now we got to do a fight. No, we're not doing a fight. <laughs> we're not doing a fight right now. <laughs> you did good. That was good. Does it start? You did good. All right. That was really good. That I was really good. I the books yet, people. Please bear with me. <laughs> that was really good, Josie. That was really good. <laughs> That's support. See? Family support. No, that was this good. How we get this going. That was good. You kept it flowing. Kept that's it flowing. the That's the key. Keep it flowing. That ain't easy, folks. No. No. It ain't easy being cheesy. No. I can easily veer off into several different directions. Well, you always can. That's that's part of the, that's part of it. You always can. That's the chaos factor. Yep. Anyway, so what are we talking about? Oh. We were talking about Dungeons and Dragons, and then we fell off on a tangent and actually put, did a real play D&D. session. Yep. But anyway, the point of this was D and D is awesome. It's a great way to have an exercise of the mind, and this is good. I should do these practice sessions more often as I prepare. Yeah. For 
my game, which I still think is at least a year ahead of me. I'm no. not confident at all. <laughs> I don't want to be a year ahead of you. I want to play because I want to play. I know you want to play, and nobody wants. And nobody to wants to GM. You're the only one that wants to GM. I will eventually DM because I have an idea. You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me wait until I'm 35 I to be able to play. Idea. Oh, don't even give me that. You're 35. It's me... like two weeks from now. 34. I'm 34 in two weeks. 35 oh, in a year. I, I was thinking 35. All right. No, not that much of a year. I'm talking about end of the year. End of the year. Oh, so January. Yes. That's not a year. That's like that's like, that's like six months. In my mind, it's a year. <laughs> you wacky doodle. It's not a wacky doodle. You're it's a wacky just doodle. about. It's about a number. You're a wacky doodle. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> you wacky doodle. No, you can't call me by you're, my daughter's you're, nickname. <laughs> you're a wacky noodle. <laughs> your butt's a noodle. <gasps> Anyway. Take it back. No. Anyway. I am going to roll this for aggression. This is the end of podcast episode three, where mm-hmm. we go on a D&D tangent. And next week, we Wait, actually you... have interviews with people outside yes. of this household. Yes. But you're going to little... interview our daughter next about... We'll consider this a bonus <laughs> episode for <laughs> the people that dabble in nerddom as well as the creative fields. Because I think that those two work hand in hand most of the time. Come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. We're all closeted nerds. Either that or I'm we're not. completely open. I'm not. Like this one. I'm not a nerd. Yes. I'm not a nerd. You've never been a nerd. You're a nerd. It doesn't matter that I met you and you were dressed like a I'm, pirate. I'm super cool. Mm-hmm. I'm super cool, guys. That's why everybody <laughs> plays D&D with us. It's true. Everybody, D&D, we want players. Contact yep. me if you want to play, too. Yep. If you're <laughs> Assuming you live in New Jersey. Right. Exactly. Or New York. We do want to fly. Anyway, all right. So that's going to wrap episode three. This is a very long episode, but I might add some of this as like bonus footage. Forty-five minutes. You said an hour. I said an hour for average interviews. This is short. Most podcasts are an hour. Most podcasts is yes, but this is not my normal realm. Although we might talk about D and D later. We'll see. These might be filler episodes for the future because we will be playing D and D, and we will be making movies. Yep. And we will be making music. There will be all sorts of stuff happening, whether or not I have interviews. But I really would like to be interviewing some new people. Because mm. we can talk about this shit forever. Yes. But I don't know if it's interesting to the larger audience. So you should let us know if these things are lame that we're talking about. Or if you think they're awesome. Or if you think that they'll do. <laughs> As we wait for the next one. All right? Okay. This is Josie signing off. And Mr. Charles Davis signing off. Yep. You can find out more about his movies at Chunkle Freaky's. That's the name of your company. Yep. Company. Yep. Chunklefreaky.com. Uh, or the, honestly, the best place is Facebook. Facebook.com slash Chunkle Freaky. That's Chunkle Freaky. Chunkle. C-H-U-N-K-L-E-F-R-E-A-K. Freaky. F-R-E-A-K-Y. Chunkle Freaky. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm mostly on Facebook. I mostly update on Facebook. I have yeah. a Twitter and all that, and Instagram and all that mm-hmm. stuff too, but primarily uh, primarily Facebook and Instagram a bit too, barely ever on Twitter. Right. So this is if you guys are curious about what we're doing. We'll be talking more about yeah. it later, but if you want to find out more about him, you can find out more there. And anyway, this is Josie signing off for tizzywire.com. Episode three. Thank you so much for listening to the full episode. If you've made it this far, I will talk to you again next week, or hopefully we will have some new you're talking interviews. To, you're talking to Kevin Montanaro. Yeah, we are. Yep. 
or as I call him, Dante. Dante. But we'll get into that. Yep. Anyway. All right. We'll talk to you guys later soon. Take care, y'all. You have been listening to the Tizzy Wire podcast. New episodes coming out weekly. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing at Tizzy Wire, you can find us at tizzywire.com. You can also reach out to us on social media via Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at all of the handles at Tizzy Wire. You can also contact us directly via email if you'd like to be interviewed on the show. Our email address is tizzywire at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next week.